Good afternoon, you're listening to Scarif Bay Community Radio and you're very welcome to Local Media This Week, the programme where we have a look at the local print media. We've got the Clare Champion and we've got the Clare Echo and we have a panel around the table who are pretty much all set to go. Joining me this afternoon are our usual group, John S. Kelly. John, you're welcome. Thank you very much, Jim. Uh, Pat O'Brien. Pat, good to see you. Thanks, Jim. And David Fleming. David, great to see you too. Good to see you, Jim. Now, looking at the front pages, as we generally do, the Clare 250 seems to um, get a lot of, I suppose, negative mention in that uh, the, the, the idea of the uh, cancer facility for, for assisting cancer, cancer patients um, doesn't seem, David, to have worked out all as, as well as had been hoped. No, and it's a recurring story in the Clare Champion, um, the, 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 the controversy, I suppose you'd have to say at this stage, around the 250 centre uh, at Ballygriffey. Um, and a number of, uh, Dan Danaher has the story on, on the front page, it's continued on page two, and he has interviewed seven cyclists who have been ra raised money over many, many years um, for Clare 250. And there's some sad stories in there, um, Jim, about people who raised money who then got cancer themselves. I think uh, there, the pic there's a picture there of a, page, of a woman. Page four. Page four. We'll have to slightly criticise the, 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 the copy editor of the Clare Champion because it says page two on the, on the front page, yeah. but it is in fact page four. You are correct. There's a picture there of the late Antoinette Pender on her bike in 2006 for the Clare 250 mile cycle. She, I think, got uh, cancer subs uh, after that and never got to use the facility. And today, there's a whole page on page four. Seven cyclists are pictured themselves about saying how good the, the centre actually is and there's no deaths or anything. And, you know, it's, it's a great place, but that it's not being used as much as they would like. David, it's even worse than that. Uh, there's an accusation. Uh, that in fact the gates are closed on that uh, property. Facility, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and this lady, that, Lord Mercener, that, that had cycled so frequently, in fact we would have seen these cyclists here in East Clare, wouldn't we? And, uh, oh, we uh, would. Yeah, I remember our Whitegate correspondent, uh, Jack Tracy, for example. Yeah. For many, many years. He did the cycle. Uh, cycled with, yeah. with, for that uh, yeah. charity. Yeah. I remember we used to accommodate them uh, beyond in the, in the college hall. Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. There'd be a sus. So, I mean, this isn't good enough. No. Now, I do remember in reports from, from the previous articles that we would have talked about a couple of weeks back, yeah. that the centre denied that the gates were closed That's right. and that they were offering facilities. Now, I haven't noticed in, in, all, the, in all the coverage of the, of the paper, of the centre, any response from the 250 centre themselves, whether they were asked for it. Normally, journalists would ask for a response. Now, uh, they mightn't have got any response, but um, it, it, it does look serious and it does it need clarification. And, and I think the last story was that the charity regulator yeah. might be getting involved to see what is exactly happening. Yes. 
Hmm. Well, it, look, it looks like they have 360,000 in the bank, so they're not, they're, they don't seem to be sure short of money. The, 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 the and, 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 and the charity regulator would look at that and say, well, you've got money in the bank, why aren't you using it? You, yeah. are, you have a charitable objective, you, need to, you can't be holding on to money. No, no. no. So, like former Clare County Board Chairman Michael O'Neill, Billy who is, and they make estimated 150,000 for the 150 charity. They are not out to reach anyone, any individual. Following help and encouragement from the late Dan O'Halloran until they had Michael O'Neill did his first cycle in 1983 and, and after his mother died from cancer. So, um, having cycled for 12 years, his last environment was in the charity was 2017. So I suppose there's a lot of people, and, 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 and there's a photograph of, of, of the committee there inside in, in page four. Yeah. And well, you have some well-known people there from around, and you have Liam Dunn is there from the Clare Champion, and yeah. you have, you have um, Noel Tierney from the Cycle Shop, and Michael O'Neill involved as well, and you have other people there as well. Just they were the cyclists, weren't they? Put a lot yeah. of time yeah. into it. Mm. Well, I suppose they deserve, anyway, the, a response. They do, yeah. yeah. You know, they certainly yeah. do. Okay, we'll, we'll go on from that, and I'm sure that's a story that'll come up again. Pat, um, a shop in Ennis that you would have frequented in your time, a shoe, sh or a shoe repair shop, yeah, Murphy's, is closing down. I was in, I was in there a few times, Jim, but um, this is an ordinary shop. Um, Johnny Murphy, as he prepares to close the doors of his family shoe repair shop in Ennis for the final time on Saturday, uh, last days of shop, which is the soul of Innes, is a, a, a nice head. Nice the pun there. Yeah, and J Jessica Green has the story. S O L E. S O L E. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, more than six decades after the business was first started by his father, Johnny Murphy. See, you know, jo Johnny has announced his, the closure of Innes Institution, Johnny Murphy's Shore Affairs in Bonans Yard and Taylor's Lane, just off the market. Since the news of the decision to close was revealed, Johnny has been inundated with good wishes and visitor support from better customers and friends from all over Clare. Is he just retiring, Pat? He probably is retiring from the business, yeah. And he's, well, he's, it appears he's going to close in the town. Yes. Yeah, he's retiring. 43 years later, I'd nearly be retiring Two, after 43. Yeah. You would, yeah, for no. sure just, you would. And there aren't too many of those shops left, Yeah, they They'd be very scarce now at those shops, yeah. and I suppose... Yeah. Uh, you see... It's the way things are going, particularly for men's shoes. People yeah. don't, unfortunately, wear leather shoes anymore. It's runners yeah. and all the rest, and yeah. that's fair enough. Uh, but, but these are the shops that used to fix all fix those them, yeah, the, shoes. The, the, we leather we shoes. We them, yeah. yeah. Hmm. So and of course, and all that. I, I, I have a pair, all right, I bring them into Limerick, and what they're charging me for a fix is nearly the price of a new pair, a new of, shoes. pair of shoes. Yeah. But you're fond of them, But David. I'm fond. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I see here um, uh, on, on uh, the continuation of that story, um, he, uh, f uh, hurling players would bring in helmets um, to be fixed. Yeah. He fixed yeah. Shawnee McMahon's helmet in 95 for the All-Ireland Senior, uh, for the All-Ireland Semi-Final yeah. and, and kitted out Anthony Daly's boots in the same year for the Munster Final. So he was getting a lot of, um, he was getting a lot of business from, from people that you, you, you wouldn't think might be coming in. But uh, obviously, uh, obviously a very skilled craftsman. Yes. Yeah. And, and we wish him well in his retirement. Okay, uh, I see the, a sign or a, a notice on the uh, front page of the Clare Champion. Uh, Surgeries cancelled without warning, claims McNamara. 
and Michael McNamara TD made a rather explosive contribution in the Dáil, John, during the week in relation to, I think Wednesday was 130-something uh, people on trolleys waiting for beds in UHL. And on the same day, day surgeries were, were cancelled without the staff even knowing. That's crazy. Can you imagine that? That with all of the trouble we've had about beds and what have you, here we have Ennis Hospital, okay, day centre, closed. Mickey, Mickey Murphy, who had uh, an appointment, he, um, he hadn't turned up, but he had been informed there was no need mm. because there wasn't any staff to actually, you know, uh, uh, cons consult. But the staff turned up. They turned up. They turned up. But they, had been, they hadn't been told. They hadn't to. been told. Now, who is communicating what to I whom? mean, imagine, John, when you were headmaster of Scarif Community College <laughs> and you had sent word to all the parents, school is closed on Wednesday. Yeah. But you never told your staff. <laughs> yes. There'd be a bit of trouble with that. They I certainly think, would. I, th I think you might be appearing on the front page of the Care Champion <laughs> and a local TD might be given out in the doll as well. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a scandal. No, and but my, it, my, is, it is... Um, Indicative yeah. of the problems within the HSE and they're probably their yeah. attitude towards places like Ennis as well. Yeah. Uh, now, Deputy McNamara asked the Taoiseach, didn't he? He did. Um, to visit Ennis. To visit to see the solution that's on offer by increasing the services provided by local injuries, uh, injuries unit mm. and the capacity of, as he says, of the medical assessment um, unit. Does it appear to you, lads? Yeah. That the space is in Shannon, in uh, Ennis, all right. And the personnel are in And Ennis. the personnel, okay. Now, I'd be, I would be kind of annoyed if uh, I happened to be a doctor and, and uh, I had laid aside my day yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and then I arrive in at the hospital to do my duty and find that, in fact, was... Uh, no patient. No patient. Mm -hmm. yeah. We'd have... The, the, the coffee deck would be fairly kind of hot. Yeah. You have you have the ministers and you have various people from the political scene and government and all coming down. How many times have they been down in this? But it's the same story. There's no improvement because they, 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 they um, we, we had several, uh, we had um, Carl Crow on and yeah. the, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago and the the Chronicle and so. Um, I said to him, was it a mistake? And he said it was a mistake to close those two three places. What we but need to the, see, the, nothing happens there. No, the well, what I heard Michal Martin on an interview months, months ago, and he said, if the doctors tell us to reopen Ennis, we'll, or uh, other places such as Ennis, we'll do it. But they're not saying that. Mm -hmm. We haven't heard, we haven't seen many doctors or surgeons or consultants being reported in, in the paper. That, is, that are actually calling for yes, these yes. places. Mm -hmm. Now, they, we, we hear them when they get upset when they, these things are cancelled. But it's a minor injuries unit, yeah. what they're mm -hmm. talking about there yeah. now. But I think we, start, we need to start asking the consultants and the doctors their opinion. I wonder, mm -hmm. is there a stubbornness? There is. In, in the consultants as a group? Mm -hmm. Um, because they're the ones who initially proposed these centres of excellence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was then the politicians who, and the civil servants who activated that. And, and, and had no, uh, yeah. no, no second uh, yeah. backup yeah. plan. 
So it, it would mean them eating some humble pie, and yes. I think they're reluctant to eat well, that they, humble pie. Well, they didn't eat any humble pie in Dublin with the children's hospital. Mm. And, the, the yeah. you know, the, yeah. it was their idea to have the children's hospital where it is, and they weren't going to no. encounter, or weren't going to accept any criticism or opposition Jim, and just went ahead. Uh, humble pie is, 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 is not on the diet. You know, we get indigestion from that. <laughs> okay. So I presume they're uh, trying to avoid. Yes. But are the management, are they up to managing? Well, I'm not going to comment on, 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 yeah. on that one. Are you? But, uh, no, but our listeners could very well ask that question. Well, 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 we have some evidence before us that something went wrong in terms of communication. Now, doctors don't do the communicating. It is the management yeah. and managers who communicate. Yeah. So something, something is lacking in management service. So you've got to dig into the pot uh, for a bit more humble pie for them. But yes. Is, see, is, is the HSE uh, uh, full Fit of for all these uh, pin pushers and, and all these people? Does it have reports, hmm. and, uh, reports after reports inside those hospitals? But 10 years ago, like Limerick hmm. Hospital was the worst in Ireland yeah. for trolleys. And it still is. It still is the worst, yeah. and but has increased by yeah. a huge margin, mm, yeah. the numbers yeah. every day. But the, and the other point is, mm. our population keeps going up. We're, 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 we're I don't know what, we're, are we six million, seven million people at this you're, point you're in right, time? Yeah. When, when last did we build a new hospital in this country, apart from the children's hospital? Apart from the children's hospital. Oh my God, even. <laughs> When did we yeah. build a new prison? And we bought the ground now, in fairness, we bought, we bought the, the land. We bought the land. Yeah. In Torn well, Tor what's the name of the place? Thornton's Horn. Thornton Hall. But we never stopped it. We never stopped it. Built a road, built a road out and put lights out yeah. in it. So, yeah. so we, we, no, I am not surprised that all of our hospitals are overcrowded, and particularly mm. Limerick. But successive ministers will come out and say, they're increased the health budget by this, and they're doing this, and they're creating yeah. this initiative. But the numbers in Limerick Hospital still, still yeah. start climbing. Yeah. And it's only when it's only I think when the the pop, the citizen at, on the doorstep at election time make it an issue that anything potentially might might happen. Yeah. Move well, the politicians to action. Going back to the staff of the HSE, they, 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 they did away with the help board system and they were in the HSE system, but nobody, nobody got fired at them. There was no downgrading of anybody. And, and, no. and things went downhill after, after that. that. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Anyway, look, we'll go on. Parik McMahon has uh, a lovely story, lovely in some senses, I suppose, uh, on the front page of the Clare Echo, where burglar in the ditch. It's a beaut. It's I, a lovely headline. Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it describes exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, but Jim, do you, do you know the spot in question? Oh, I, indeed I do, yes. Um, I, I know the minister's it's cross. We're talking, about, we're, talking, cross. we're talking about a guy coming out, um, clearly having uh, visited the shop. Yes. Mm. Uh, this is Crow's Shop, Crow's shop Minister's, yeah. Cross. Minister's Cross. If you go, we'll say, from Six Mile Bridge towards that, Shannon, yeah. Yes. Yeah. and you, there's a little turn-off if you were going down to Bunratty yeah. Castle or yeah. uh, Meadows and Burn or that and area. And that's Minister's Cross. That's, that's Minister's the Minister's Cross. cross. Right. I see four roads meet there. It's a target. It's been a target like for robberies. Well, yeah. Right, left and centre. According to Porrig, John, 
It, it, it was the third robbery in 10 days. I know, that's reaching ridiculous proportions, like, isn't they, it? Yeah. Isn't mm. it? Um, but how about the three, the three, the three uh, uh, community people? So it says here, the, 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 action, the actions of locals who spotted the would-be thief were on hand to chase the male as he proceeded to jump a ditch. Yeah. And then we have to jump to page four for the rest of it. Um, and uh, it says, where does it say it? Yeah. Top, top four, top of page four. Yeah. Um, but it says here that criminals are changing their habits. Cyril Crow, who is the owner of the shop, observed... There was a stage two years ago when we had eight break-ins over four months. This is the first time in 50 years in business where people have come on during a shift where people have been working. Ordinarily, the robberies happen when the shops are closed and people are not there. But that has changed now and people have become very brazen. Hmm. Yeah, there's so, an interesting point here in relation to the impact which uh, robberies on rural village shops mm -hmm have the effect of driving people, if you like, away from the, the village shop into the actual the big shopping centre. Yes. So uh, suddenly now, this type of thing starts rear, rearing its head. Hmm. Yeah. And so I'm... And they're I'm obviously well, that's, a busy, that's, a fairly, that's a busy, very busy shop now. Yeah, it um, is, yes. Uh, and it's obviously... a busy shop. Yeah. But, but crows, uh, crows have given a great service. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. uh, Cyril's grandfather, who was also called Cyril, had a butcher's stall yeah. in, in yes. the centre of Six Mile Bridge. Yeah. And then both his sons, John, who was a councillor, and Tim, Tim. Uh, opened up shops, yeah. and multiple shops, and that has increased now with the nearest one to us here in Scarif yeah. is Mount Shannon, yeah. and Pat, there's one in Kilkitchen, yeah. yeah. there's one in and Quinn. So you're the owner, Jim. We'd say you are the owner of uh, these shops. What would you want? I suppose protect. you'd want to, I mean, you'd, you'd have to have certain things like cameras and security devices. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You'd want the Gardaí to be driving around not too far away. But now, sure, they they yeah, weren't too far away. They can't but drive around everywhere either. No, but it's yeah. very hard to stop someone who yeah. is determined to rob a I shop. I feel sorry for the staff if they're mm. coming in with knives or whatever they might have. And the, the trauma that that has See, if, if produces. Cyril Crow says there, an awful lot of our staff are students, are young girls yeah. under the age of 24. They have been petrified over the last two weeks. Mm. They are worried coming into the work for the night shift. A hammer was put to one girl and a knife was put to another when, the when, when well, money was demanded to empty the contents of the till. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's shocking. Young students, girls in the yeah. shop, and a yeah. fellow comes in and put a knife to yeah. it's fairly serious. So. Now, uh, we should finish the story because I found, I found it where it was in the paper. So, the, 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 the man went running, the thief, the would be thief went running. Uh, and, and went into a ditch, it says here. But the, the locals, anyway, chased after him into the field. They weren't given up and were able to flag Gardaí, who were there within three to four minutes, and they were able to apprehend the man. Hmm. So it's a good news story from that point of view, that they effectively caught him red-handed. Mm. Um, so there isn't much mm. of a defence, I suspect. But I, I presume the, the, the law will deal... String, strictly with this situation. Because well, some, again, well somebody well, might say he had a rough childhood. And, 
you know, that he deserves another well, chance. A balance so. against that, Jim, I, I, I'm going back to the point I was making at the, end, at the beginning, and that was that, uh, that r running a shop in a rural area is part of Irish rural life culture, isn't mm. it? It is. Okay. Yes. If these shops are targeted again and again, as has happened in this case, okay, these shops will disappear. And if they disappear from the village, they bring other things with them. Yes. Yeah. You would hope that that, that, that won't happen. Well, it's well anyway, that's why we're... we're, we're I remember I was down in Shannon and Trixie Toomey's petrol station. Yes. It's down in the late Trixie mm -hmm. Toomey. And I just arrived. Ahead of me, two guys went in to rob the shop. What? Two guys went in to rob the shop. Yeah. And the... The, there were two shop attendants there, and, and they were a good bit back from the, the other side of the counter. Yeah. And they obviously had security. They pressed a button. Ah. The shutter went up between them and the guys robbing, mm. and also the door was locked, uh -huh. the outside door. Yeah. So I was there looking, and I couldn't get petrol because everything was shut so, so. down, but you could see the two lads inside. Mm. And the staff were behind shutters, so they were they safe. They were protected. And next thing, the guards arrived and took them into custody. So maybe that is a solution. And it's expensive, I'm sure. It is, I'm sure it's expensive. Mm. But if it's with, with a shop being targeted regularly, and I, I'd say I know, I, there's a few shops in Shannon, I, 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 as sort of a cousin-in-law, was such a girl who had the knife. Uh, shown at her now there was no, no security like that but um, it, it does provide security for the staff that should mm. be the most important mm. thing I think. Yeah. the bank used to have the Scarif bank used to have security like that yes as well yeah. where yeah. somebody if, press, if a button. press a button and the shutter straight away goes well, up yeah and it, particularly yeah. then if you lock the guy outside yeah this only too well as he was able to recall an incident he was involved in 12 years ago he'd been at home when the alarm of the store went off as he pulled into the minister's cross five men came towards the gate with metaches a pickaxe and a hatchet that they proceeded to break the windscreen of his car. They ran from behind the shop in Six Mile Bridge while I was in the car and put a pickaxe through the side and broke the, the windscreen. Yes. And he said he wasn't over, he wasn't get over it for, for three years. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's very, it's terrifying, I would have no doubt. Okay, we'll go on. And good news on the front page of the Clare Echo, Pat. Uh, Clare duo to commit for 2024. So all the, our hurling supporters here in the banner will be delighted. Right, yeah, John Conlon and, and Shane O'Donnell have committed anyway, for 2024. And, um, and the full story is on page 27, Polly, because they are on page 27 of the, and the sports section. 37, is it? Uh, 37, yeah, 37. And um, uh, uh, John Conlon is going to be 2016th championship year. So it was great, it was great credit to your team and I suppose we'd congratulate them on, on winning the championship best on the Canberra. They are a very good team and they had a good win over Cushing in the final. Yeah. So okay. uh, it's great, great credit to your team because he was on the first, he was on the team in OIS when they won it and then he's back, back winning uh, the championship again that Sunday in 2023. So. Yes. 
Okay, there's... We will come forward to a good year next year, Jim. Please, God, um, Pat. We have to go to Parky Keeve as well. To don't play I'm the, sure I wouldn't, the wor- I wouldn't worry about that. Okay, Shannon features in the papers this week, and I suppose there's positive and negative. Maybe we'll deal with the positive first. Uh, the, 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 some of the Shannon workers had a reunion there, and there's an account of that in the paper. But also that the... The Shannon um, board or the Shannon management have agreed terms with Ryanair uh, to go to the end of the decade, and that's for the next what seven years or so. And if that is a, if that is true, John, in Shannon, um, if Ryanair can, you know, further develop in Shannon, Ryanair say they want certainty. Yes. about what, yes. what Shannon is going to, you know, charge them, I presume. And we've been saying that for here for, uh, yeah. for months. But also they? it'll mean Ryanair hopefully can develop even further and increase the number of flights out of the airport. Which they will do. Yeah, well, they did it before. Yeah, and mm. of course. Yeah. They did but it before and then they took, uh, took away the flights. Yeah, they did. Can you trust the company? Would you trust a company like Ryanair? Yes, I would. Why would you? Because the, the, the objective of the work is pursuit of profit. And as long as the profit is lies in more and more frequent flights and more places. Exactly. And if business. they decide that Cork actually is the place where, t- where there's more profit, what would Well, there's no evidence there? that Cork yeah, would be able to compare. I am just arg- making yeah. the argument <laughs> well, that, I, if, <laughs> that if, if there's one Cork was able to, which is a much larger population, if Cork is able to say to Ryanair, listen, we'll give you a much better deal than they're offering in Shannon, and there's far more of a population down here, um, why wouldn't Ryanair move? I don't see why Shannon and Cork couldn't both continue to grow, because, I mean, there's there's a lot of things in common between Shannon and Cork. The other thing is, sorry, Pat, just one fundamental difference between now and let's say 2007, 8, 9, apart from the crash that mm. was there then, was that the strings were being pulled in Dublin mm. back mm. in those days. I'd say Pat would agree with me. I was going me. to say that, yeah, I was going to say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, uh, the last time when Ryanair pulled out, um, Shannon was under control of the VA, and the VA decided to They didn't care about Shannon, or they didn't care about, or they didn't care about Cork either. No. But they, they, they that's why Ryanair pulled out. And not alone that, on that Pat, but they whipped the the duty free from yeah, Shannon. The lady, the, the lady, yeah. By the way, there's a point that needs to come in on that. Over the past six months, we've been listening to complaints about over um, uh, development in Dublin Airport, and f- night flights in particular causing massive difficulty. Mm. And that's heading for Europe in terms of the law. There's I have no doubt all about that. So, we've got to be careful uh, with regard to how much development do we really want, okay, down in um, in Shannon before it starts interfering mm. with the quality of life of the people who are on the on the route. Yeah, uh, I suppose one advantage that Shannon has is that Shannon Shannon Town is relatively small and it's to one side of the airport, yeah. isn't it? And the flight paths presumably 
But some people in Dublin thought when they... I suppose Dublin is that far more But there's also only, there's also only one, one runway in Shannon, one main runway. Yeah, yeah. Whereas they have developed a second runway in Dublin, in Dublin. Yes, parallel yeah. to the first one. Yeah. And, but that brings the planes over new territory. Yes, yeah. and the locals aren't used to that. Well, they're, kind of that, 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 they're not used, that's quite right. Mm. And they weren't in Dublin used to it. And suddenly the actual mm. explosion of business in the airport in Dublin. The DA got, the DA got yeah. plenty of permission for a certain amount of flights and no flights in the night, in, in the new... X number in, of flights in, in the, the new, night. In the night time. Yeah. Now, they, 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 they flouted the law and they, they put, they, they just, they, they didn't keep to the, the, the plenty of permission. Yeah. And the people in, in North County Dublin uh, in, um, uh, took them to took them to court. So that's still that's still ongoing there. About, so would about you nice. accept? Would you accept um, a gr big development in Shannon? Yeah, but we're not up to we were up to over two and a half million passengers in Shannon before John, and we we're not even that close. But we're on the way. I mean, uh, we're, no, you're on the way, but you're not. One point four million by the end of twenty twenty three, which represents a seventy percent increase. You have another million passengers. I'd say, uh, I say. I, I would say by in 2006-7, Ryanair had almost double of what it, or Shannon had almost double of what it has now. Yeah. And there were no complaints then. No, but are you happy to take the chance on concentrating de development on Shannon Airport? And this, this has come out during the week, in fact. Yeah. I, I, I would think Shannon, of all the regional airports, yeah. is the best and I'd get rid of Cork, much as not as I'd say it. Cork, Knock, I'd get rid of in an, in an instant and would concentrate resources on Shannon. We're a small population. Um, we only need a handful of airports, of international airports I'm talking about now. So and yeah, want, I think I would. And they want to, would. They want to uh, open Morsby Airport. They can't for a million there for the government a while back, a couple of years back. Everybody should have, every place needs an airport yeah. and every place needs a university. And anyway, mm. okay. Listen, we, I just need to go on because we're heading towards half time. We're almost there. But on the negative side, yeah. uh, our friend and, and has contributed to this there. station, uh, Dermot Hayes, has, has difficulty with the charges uh, for disabled parking at the airport. What are the charges, Jim? I, I'm not able to tell you, John, off the top of my head, but I know Pat is looking at it there. The campaign of angry at parking charges is on page five, Owen uh, Ryan has the story. Discontinued parking weights are, are provided to all blue badge holders. But, um, uh, Dermot Hayes was charged, he was parking down in Shannon in the, in the uh, deserted parking base, but he, yeah. he was charged. Um, it doesn't say exactly how much he was charged or anything like that, but um, yeah. the, the, the board in Shannon are defending it. Well, no, all I can say is, uh, we were going to spend that year with my, my wife, and we have, uh, yeah. uh, she's a blue card, and we were there for a week, and I parked in the, in the in the blue uh, the area, zone, blue, in yeah. the in the in the disabled parking area. Yeah. Now we hadn't booked beforehand. I think you, you couldn't book or something, but we were trying to book online, but it didn't work out. I don't know how you, what was happening, but she couldn't book anywhere. But anyway, we drove down and we parked, and we went off on our holiday. But when we arrived back anyway, when I went to the machine, anyway, I it cost me one hundred and twenty euros for the week. 
120 mm. for the week, yeah. yeah. But, like, is the problem that disabled people don't want to pay charges? Well, they don't pay everything else. You can pay yeah, I think Dermot, in, in the article there, he claims that other areas where he parks, including street parking yeah. and that, don't charge no. for disabled parking. And, and we, we, we uh, why should disabled people be treated any differently? Yeah, well, that's... We yeah, all live in, in, the, in, in a republic where citizens should be treated equally. Yeah, but there's a lot of people, disabled people, wouldn't be in, 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 in very good employment. You have a lot of people like but that. that. And that is why the state well, then... I, that's I, why, hope none of I think John is going to come down my throat here in this one, but before he, come, before he does, <laughs> well, the state on. then does provide supports um, for those people who are not able to work. Yeah, well, in Innes now, and in the towns, you, you, if you went to Innes, if you were low badge, you don't, you don't pay your pack. And, you don't, and why you put, shouldn't you? You put the badge up and you don't pay. Well, why, I mean, <laughs> Yes, if the person has to be in the car that's disabled, I, 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 I couldn't drive in. I mean, I understand the concept of a blue badge. It gives you, you're, you're brought very close to where you probably, it allows people access. But why does it have to be free? Hmm. Sure, I'd love a free car parking space. I know, sure, yeah. yeah. That's the way <laughs> well, it is. Listen, we, we need to go on. Uh, we're at, Thanks for saving me. Saved <laughs> by the bell. Uh, we're at half time. Uh, Pat, have you a piece of music for us to gotcha, dance course, around the room to at halftime? Jim, we're coming up to Halloween and we'll have Roy Park of June from 1984 with Ghostbusters. Oh, lovely. Oh, excellent. Absolutely excellent choice. Brings back the memories. very welcome back to uh, local media this week on Scarif Bay Community Radio. Local media this week is sponsored by Ruth Griffin Photography, Ruth based in Fecal. And you were listening there to Ghostbusters from the 80s and Ray Parker Jr. So fabulous sound. Are you afraid of ghosts? No. Good. But if I met one, maybe I would be. <laughs> I don't know. But I'm I not as it stands. I have a question for you. You know this, the... Uh, tradition in Ireland that um, when you pass a, a blackthorn uh, bush, you know, tread carefully. Did you ever hear that one? Never. Uh, in Rus North Roscommon. Yeah. Uh, the bushes up there are very dangerous. <laughs> a cork hawthorn bush wouldn't be <laughs> when, as dangerous. When, I tell you. But here's the one for you. I bet you there are five of us here around the table, okay? I bet you that if we were to pass a blackthorn bush at 12 o'clock at night, I bet you'd notice something about your gait or your, okay, or your anxiety, maybe quicken your pace, step or your pet. Now I want your... Is it because of the fairies yeah, hang around blackthorn bushes? Yes, and John McCormick, of course, <laughs> the fairy tree. But... Um, I, I, I'm asking you now to be honest. <laughs> I'm always honest, John. There's a few more on my gate and I'm passing them in note every day. Do you ever remember actually having a f no, certain they're, feelings? They're there, they're there and they're slow as 
the slowest we are. Yeah. I believe on Kenny Heaton. Yeah, how about but, you, Jim? I suspect you know what I'm talking about. No, but I, I'm thinking of white thorn bushes, but go on anyway, John. Yeah, so, I mean, I would have experienced that. I had the ring fort, uh, an early historic ring fort, okay? Uh, I'm coming home from, an, I'm on holidays up there, of course I'm not from there, I'm on holidays, and I would be wandering, rambling at night to neighbours for the chat, you know, that kind of thing. And sometimes making my way past the Rathmoor, okay? I would find myself looking around <laughs> hmm. and, and speeding up the walk. Yes. Now you can say, Jeff, for God's sake, John, don't tell me you uh, are susceptible to such false Superstition. Uh, superstition. And I feel that you're not telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you go I remember, home, John, when I was a child in the early 60s, the only person on our road who had a television was Mrs. Walsh. Yes. God be good to the woman, she's long dead. Yes. Uh, Mrs. Walsh had a television, a black and white TV, and I used to go down regularly to the house to watch it. Yes. Into her house, she lived there on her own. Yes. All her children were abroad or whatever, when at, at that period. Coming back then, the difficulty was, it was dark. And if there was any, and, and on the left-hand side, as you come up from Mrs. Walsh's house, were a load of white thorn bushes. And these white thorn bushes were like giant hens yeah. coming up and leaning out over you. So you thought at any moment you could be snatched <laughs> from the road. So I used to run like hell. You yeah. yeah. You run like hell. Now I was, I suppose, seven, eight, nine yeah. at the you time. You were susceptible at that age. You weren't as I old mean. as John. Yeah. Well, all, well, all, around, all around the fairy tree, the little people play. And yes. men and women laughing turn their heads away. You know the song by? No. It's John McConk. Yes. Yeah. The fairy tree. Well, Pat, yeah. I don't think either John or Jim will be going to the 12 o'clock hills Halloween experience <laughs> in the middle of the night, uh, which, coming back to the newspapers, is ad advertised there on page 23. Lads, there's plenty of hawthorn and whitethorn bushes up there in the and, and all sorts of things up in the, in the 12 o'clock hills. But David, do you, not, do you not have any feelings at all uh, about uh, another world? Around this time of year, <laughs> um, um, I'm only worried about people in this world attacking me. <laughs> I have no worries about the other world. Tell us anyway, David. What you have the page open? I have there. page twenty-three of the Clare Echo open, and it's Halloween happenings in Clare. Um, and there is a special website, visitclare.ie backslash scares. For all the details of this, this is only giving us a, a very quick summary of what's going on, but near to East Clare anyway is the aforesaid Halloween night walk at the 12 o'clock hills. I don't know, is it happening at midnight? It's not happening. 8 o'clock, yeah. It's 8 o'clock. Mm. So it's, it's, it's dark it's, enough at 8 o'clock. It will be dark. Remember now the clocks have gone back. And you have to have, uh, you have, to have lights. And you have. Bring, bring torches and warm clothing. Yeah. Suitable for all ages and donations are welcome. The other thing in East Clare that... We're not exactly sure what's happening with it, but it's or where it is, but it's sound celebrations in East Clare where you can immerse yourself in Irish mythology. Probably the fairy bush. 
um, through storytelling and discover the secrets. Uh, there's various things happening, but I think that's you have to go to the website to find out exactly what where the details are. Dolan Caves will have goats, calves, and Halloween delights. You wouldn't want to be going into a cave now. <laughs> and if you're John and Jim uh, passing a bush, they're definitely not going to go into a cave. <laughs> when you see the famous, the famous uh, Rathcrohan cave. In, with, a, ga a gateway into the other world. You know that, that in Rathcrohan you have this cave, which was prehistoric in its, in its, in its you know, formation and what have you. And, um, and when we went in, we knew it's, as young fellows, that you could get in there. And there was a lintel up over it. And on the lintel is written in Ogham, in Ogham or Ogham, whatever you like to call, call it. Fargus, son of Maeve, is here. That's an extraordinary thing, if you think about it. So that, that particular cave uh, put the other stuff into insignificance. Uh, any association this time of the year um, with the other world, the cave was the spot to be. Oh. Yes. Okay. And I bet you David now with all his, you know... His bravery. bravery. <laughs> I bet you, because he knows darn well about that cave and he knows about its, 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 its association in life. By the way, I'm, I'm I can ask you another one about... You're all of farming um, blood and I presume that you made butter in the old days. Yes, before my time now. Before, before your time. Mm. David did. As well before my time. Yeah. Which you, you'd have to leave a bit out for the fairies, wouldn't you? <laughs> you do. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. If you visited a farmhouse, well, the wife was, the mother, the lady of the house was making the, was churning the milk, okay, the cream, I should say. If you visited, it was dangerous to leave that kitchen when you're going without taking a turn at the charm. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. There was some, there was some, some bring a little bit of bad look. You bring the butter away in your trousers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah <laughs> well, I yeah. tell you, I mean, I don't believe in fairies for a moment. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> there is, growing up, there, there was a tiny rocky outcrop in one of our fields and a kind of a two-pronged two uh, white-thorn bush growing out of it. Do you know? Yeah. And I'll tell you, I would not cut down that white-thorn bush. Why, why you? And I don't think it's just for environmental reasons. <laughs> I just wouldn't. There you are. I so know. We're getting a revelation, you know, <laughs> of the inner self from Jim. Pat hasn't so, said it's Pat, Pat isn't about. afraid of anything. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, I never met fairies, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the 12 o'clock hills. I was often out late. Okay, listen. We'll be, a nice uh, photograph there on the front page, yes. uh, Jim, of the champion. Yes. Tony Baloney and uh, Wicked Vicky casting a magic spell on Daisy in advance of, of, uh, of the monsters, Misfits and Mayhem, which is invade one actually cast in Fork back from October 28th to the top pits, so they have a... A weekend of they have a weekend there, and you can book online, I think. You can, yeah. Yeah, and it's they've advertised there for the last few yeah. weeks, and it looks absolutely brilliant. And there's a, a photograph there as well on, on, on the gentleman on page 13 of the Fredbert Clark Hills and the children, and they are uh, dressed up 
in, in various um, colors and paintings and face paintings. Lovely, lovely. Well, we're guided forging is in, in Scarif as well, Jim. Uh, guided forging walk in Scarif for adults. I missed that. Uh, over the weekend. Is that, where is that, I wonder? Well, just just in Scarif, yeah, for adults. Yeah, okay. Le Le Lena Hughes will also demonstrate saving, drying and preserving forging holes. So I suppose just collecting nuts and... Yes, maybe it's in Raheen, I wonder. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll go on from there. And I mentioned Raheen. Uh, Raheen is, is featured on page 13, the East Clare page of the Clare Champion. And uh, it's Raheen facility is like yeah. being in your own home, and that's to quote one of the residents. Mm. Um, and, and I suppose not many people around East Clare who have a connection with Raheen or who have had a family member or, or a neighbour or a yeah. friend mm. in Raheen will disagree with that. Mm. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great endorsement. Um, there are 23 residents in the hospital, uh, two vacancies on May 16th, uh, and, and two vacancies on May 16th when Hikwa inspectors conducted an unannounced inspection of the East Clare facility and, and I think it was them who were told that it was like being in your own home. Um, uh, there is a description here of the two-story building, the accommodation of, for eight, of eight single rooms, one twin room, two palliative rooms, three three-bedded units and one four-bedded unit all with ensuite facilities. We know they have great facilities there. Um, so I think it's heartening, isn't it, to know that we have a facility like that on, on our doorstep. Um, there's another story there too about, about, about the, the, the Lakes Nursing Home, which, does, which, which doesn't have um, as, as rosy a, a report mm. from Hikwa. The headline is a little bit maybe misleading. In, in yeah, it, it says cleaning standards questioned, because I think the residents are fairly happy with the place, but... Uh, the HICWA inspectors who are probably looking at all these things um, and anyway they, ha they have things to say about it um, but readers can have a read of that if they want to there hmm. I mean one resident told the inspector we are so well looked after and that was expressed by the majority of residents mm. which, which I suppose okay we like everything spotless but well, HICWA does anyway HICWA certainly does but the most important thing with both of them is that people seem to be very happy there yeah yeah you know and that's that would be the yeah okay anyway that's um there's a story in the clare um champion and it's uh no i'm searching for it sorry it's in the yeah the clare champion page six and it concerns ben holland and it gives a wonderful um it's a wonderful story where Ben Holland, a little boy, he's five, a five-year-old, five-year-old, his mum collapsed, and he was able to. Um, it, it says there, brave Ben is Jenny's life, little, little lifesaver. Life yeah, um, he's five, lives in Anacarriga, Killaloo, and will receive um, a bravery award. A National Ambulance Servants Bravery Award after he managed to contact the emergency service, uh, services after his mother collapsed on September 16th last. Not many five-year-olds would be able to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely, but mum had apparently taught him the basics. You know, what to do in an emergency. In an emergency. And, and, and it's a good lesson for everybody, Indeed, uh, for, for I mean, all people. That's we're looking at a situation where the mother would have died. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well done, Ben. Yeah. Great. Perfect. And he looks very happy there in his arms arms and the photograph. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ben tried to wake her up and lift her legs up. However, Jenny was completely unconscious. Ben grabbed his mother's phone, called 999, gave his executive voice and told him to come to their front front black door, not the door, to the utility room. (laughs) Ben said many things all the time, but (laughs) it's not not like... um, Bin said, Mummy faints all the time, but it is not waking up. When I asked, when I asked Bin if he could open the door to let him the Gardi who, who, who would come first, Bin said, I don't need Gardi, I need doctors. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? That's very good. Isn't yeah, he very good? Great, yeah. remarkable young lad. Right beside that article, there is a testing time for rural drivers. We might have missed it, you know? Yes. Uh, because it's causing a huge problem. We're talking here about the NCT test. Have any of you actually been in search of uh, an NCT? Yes. You have. And what's your experience? It took months. It took months to get an appointment in Ennis. Um, and were and you driving without a, without a, for a period of time? I without? couldn't possibly. Well, I, I couldn't I, possibly comment on I that. I couldn't possibly <laughs> comment. But <laughs> were I. <laughs> I feel I I would feel that I would have a genuine reason in that I had booked the NCT, yeah. but that they could not offer me an appointment for six months. What is the situation there for, for you, and anybody else who might be listening to this, if they can't get the NCT, and yet well, they have to drive to work or they? Well, well, I would hope that some common sense would prevail. That um, if you had if evidence I, if, of if, booking, yes, if yeah. I have evidence of book, and, and I'm sure I would have been asked had I been. But they talked about we have one NCT centre in Clare. They talked about those plans to have one in Kilroche and one in Shannon. They ran into problems with the Shannon facility. Which there's piles of places that they're in Shannon that they could put them into. Yeah, uh, I don't know those yeah. places. Mm. Yeah. The place in the industrial area that yeah. would be empty. But the, I'll tell you, that's, that's the place in Kilrush as well. Yes, yes. it would yeah. make sense for more places. Yeah, in, you, you need three. In, in the end, John, I went into Limerick and I could get an appointment to me almost within a couple of days. You did? Mm. Okay, listen, we'll go on because we're, we're heading towards the, uh, the end of the track. Um, I, again, staying with page 13 of the Clare Champion, the East Clare page, a wonderful picture there of a very happy-looking bishop. I suppose a Church of Ireland bishop there with his crozier. And I suppose maybe the reason he's happy is because uh, he, John, he has a new um, dean. Dean. Because a new dean, uh, Dr. Richard Marsh, a fine-looking gentleman, indeed, uh, has been appointed dean and installed last weekend. And you were down? We were down, yes. Yeah. Luke and myself travelled down. They've been without a, a dean for some time now. Which they? is an obligation. They have. They, they, yes, oh, they, they have been without a dean for, for quite a while. I think since dean, dean, um, was dean Gary Paulson, yes, yes, from South Africa, since he was there. Uh, uh, the but, so, as I said, he's happy. He's, his it, dean is in place and uh, it's, we wish him well. It says here, Jim, hymns were sung with great gusto by the choir of St. Canis's Cathedral, Kilkenny, who travelled to Kilu Cathedral to mark the departure of their bishop's vicar. 
Were you participating with gusto? Oh, absolutely. Luke and I were in full voice. <laughs> oh, good, good, you know? good. Um, he's, to look at the new dean, you know, one has a picture in one's head of what a clergyman should look like. Um, but you might be mistaken. <laughs> You'll certainly change your, 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 the stereotype that you might have in your mind by looking at that picture. He's got a lovely beard, a lovely white beard. He could be, you know, Gandalf or somebody like that. And he's got a ponytail. Yes. And he's a man, I'd say, in his 50s or 60s? Uh, yeah, begin, 60s, yeah, maybe. In 60s, then. 60s, yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I only spoke briefly to him now. And uh, he seems a very nice man. Does he play and the guitar? The heading says, well, New Dean arrives with yes. a guitar, three chords, and the truth. He, he's big into country music. We were told that at the ceremony, yes. um, that he's big into country music. Rumor has it that he has uh, been presented programs on community radio down in Kilkenny. So, 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 so the and talent he, hunters are out oh and my God, potentially yes. might be, and he might be snapped up. And Anita might get him on her show. She might indeed. Anita. Anita might You did record the, the ceremony, did you? We recorded the ceremony, yes, for a later broadcast. Yeah. So yeah. that will be hopefully next weekend. Um, we will put that out. But uh, so, yeah, it was, it was very good. Some lovely speeches he got great kudos and great praise from uh, particularly from the kilkenny people from whom he was going and you have booked him haven't you oh yeah well he's he was on uh, scariff bay community radio yesterday of course uh, he was on with tom handy yesterday yeah. and um, so oh yeah i think we'll be talking to him again <laughs> without a doubt <laughs> you know oh, but, um, anyway listen that's a uh, that's the Dean, and we wish him well. Um, just one thing there um, on the Clare Echo, on page 40 of the Clare Echo, I just want to um, note that uh, there is a new soccer podcast. I'm not certain if it's the only podcast, but I suspect it is. Uh, David, you're looking at it there on page 40 of the Clare Echo. Well, it says here, Jim, Scariff Bay launched new soccer podcast. And um, even though I'm a, a member of this great radio station, I had to read the newspaper to find out about it. I obviously should, should be picking up my newsletter a bit more often. Uh, but anyway, Scariff Bay Community Radio have launched a new soccer podcast. Uh, Porig has the story. And... I don't know who, which one of, who came up with the title, but um, Porig thinks it's aptly named. 90 Minutes is the name of the, of, the, of the podcast. The show focuses solely on matters on the beautiful game within County Clare. And it's presented by Tom Botcher, who has been heavily involved with Mount Shannon Celtic. Um, the, opening, the opening episode kicked off in the past fortnight. New episodes are set to be released on a monthly basis. So, and he's pictured there, Tom is pictured there, uh, doing one of the recordings. David, so, do, you remember, do you remember the um, presenter, uh, the soccer presenter? Uh, he was brilliant. He annoyed the hell out of people, of course, but uh, who am I talking about? National... And uh, Eamon Dunphy. Eamon Dunphy. Yes. And since he left the scene... I find it difficult to listen to. <laughs> okay. Are you suggesting that Tom should become more like Dunphy? 
Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Start giving out about people. Yeah. Okay, listen, we've reached the end of the road for this particular programme. Uh, loads on the papers today, so we're only giving you a flavour, really, of what's there. Um, so go, please, and uh, pick up. And even if it's Sunday, you'll still get the Clare Champion. Maybe the Clare Echo, because they're, they're usually snapped up. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, John S., for... for your contributions, and thank you, Pat. Thanks, Chip. And David. Thank you, Jim. Um, we look forward to chatting to you all again next week. Thanks to Luke for pushing the buttons and keeping all the keeping us all moving along. <laughs> yeah. Pat, will you um, suggest maybe something that we might play out on today? I we mean, really enjoyed Ghostbusters yeah. at halftime. Uh, is was, there another scare? I was, in front in, of I was on the way back from um, from from. Um, from Athlone, and I heard the, the, the Beatles are releasing their last record next week, so we love the. It, it's, it's been a hard day's night, you know. Yes. It was after last night. After Athlone, <laughs> it was a hard day's <laughs> night, yes. <laughs> well, you turned up to do the show today, Pat. So, brilliant. Listen, thank you very much. Thanks to all of you. Thank you at home for listening. We look forward to uh, talking to you again next uh, Sunday at 2 o'clock. So from us, for now, goodbye and God bless. It's been a hard